Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, what's up? Uh, it's a beautiful Monday evening. Welcome to the Hangout, brought to you by TSOTP Productions. And uh, I am your wonderful, wonderful host, uh, Eddie. And they call me the Bishop Parker. Um, let me see if we got my other lovely co host, Miss. Uh, extreme, the, the extreme angel. Are you on? Oh yes, I am. Ah, ah, and our other wonderful co-host, Mr. J. T. Is you on? I guess not. Not yet. You here? Yeah. Am I? Am I here? Am I on? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. We can hear you. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you're, okay. I, I'm ready to talk about some <laughs> anime, some games, some some movies, whatever you want to talk about. I'm here getting hype in the hangout. Let's do this. <laughs> well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the premiere show for new show in the lineup of, like I said, TSO, uh, TSOT uh, Productions. And this particular show is about all things entertainment. We're covering. We're going to be hitting everything. Everything from music. Everything to the new movies that's getting ready to drop this year. Everything from video games to anime. We're going to hit you with it all. Even the new cell phones that are getting ready to drop in the year. And we're going to give you as much understanding uh, as we possibly can. So, let's jump right into it. Let's start with the Japanese anime. Uh, one of my favorite, which is now becoming my favorite, is Attack on Titan. I think it has a good backdrop, a good storyline, uh, a lot of action. And it will it will grab you. Well, what about you guys? What do you guys think? Well, I I'm new to the anime world, so um, I just started it. So let's say it's it's really good. Like I said, it has a good. The artwork is amazing. Everything about it is is really good. I enjoy it, and I can't wait to see how it how the story folds. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. So I give it a thumbs up. I like it. I would I would, I would go as to say Attack on Titan. Um, here here here's my issue with it. The most captivating part of it so far, in my opinion, was the tragedy that happened in I believe the first episode. 
I don't know if we're spoiling or not, but that, that tragedy that happened in the first episode, it is intimidating. I the, the thought of <laughs> some gigantic titans just rolling up on your city, and, and you, you got to go out and fight them. It's it's an adventure within itself. Um, I am excited for the series. My issue is I can't find that feeling I had when that first tragedy happened. I I feel like that might be the peak so far for me. That might be the peak of of the series. I'm trying to get that same feeling back later on. I'm not exactly getting it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, you don't like, there's a lot of shows where the first episode grabs you. And then after a while, you kind of like, you lose your interest, and then you do something towards like the fourth or fifth episode, and you're like, "Oh, all right, I'm back on it." And then it, that's that's how they normally grab you. You know, the first episode, off, you know, you lose, you um, you get so in, embodied in you, you're like, nothing else in the in the world exists. And then after the second, third episode, you're like, "Oh, you know, what's going on? This isn't what what I'm used to." Then fourth or fifth episode is back to you again, and it's just this. I guess it's kind of like a. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good technique because it's just like, you know, we're gonna bore you now, but don't worry. After like this episode, you're gonna get shocked with something, unbelievable, and you're gonna be speechless, and you can't wait to watch the next episode, which might not be as intense as this one. You know. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So let me ask you to this. What do you like about Japanese anime overall? Um, I, 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 I'll take that one. Um, I would say the, the overall realness um, when it comes to Japanese anime, one of my biggest things as a kid, and, and I'm sure we'll get into our favorite anime um, a little later, what have you, um, Robotech. And Robotech showed me in the early 80s that no matter how important a character is, they could die. They could die. <laughs> and as a kid, when I watched these characters die, I realized I wasn't watching G.I. Joe. I wasn't watching He-Man. I wasn't watching Transformers. I was watching an art form from from another country that really kills off people in these cartoons. I mean, there's blood, there's funerals. You know, and, and, and I think that is one of the biggest differences between um, American animation and, and Japanese animation. Um, anime really has emotion, and, 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 of course, the artwork's great, and it's new, you know, and, and it's it just, I, I think it's the complete package. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm new, I'm, I'm new into the anime world, so... My theory is um, how I see it is that it, it, it gives you a more I want to say a realistic view, but their storylines are I feel like you could feed into it more, and they're not as predictable as shows as real life shows, which you know normally are. You know, someone's the father, the other one is sleeping with this one, this one, and they're they're so predictable, they're so un, they're so you know common in today's world. You you already know what's going to happen. Like you ever sat in a movie theater. And you're, you're watching a movie, you can't wait to see it, but you kind of already know what's going to happen. It, it's just, it's, I feel like anime is completely opposite. You don't know what's going to happen. You're at the edge of your seat. Even if it's an episode that's not as epic as most, you, you're you still drawn to it because you just, you can't predict what's going to happen because you never know. Well, that sounded very like, dun, 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 you just don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I I, uh, I will concur with the both of you. Um, those are the reasons my, I myself like uh, Japanese anime. Um, I think overall for me, the cartoon that made me fall in love the most is the Dragon Ball Z. But that is that is something we will touch on a little bit later. Um, not to spend too much time just on anime. Like I said, we got a lot to cover, and we want to you know give our listeners give you something to think about. Uh, next topic, video game. I know we got a lot of gamers out there, men and women alike. Um, some novice, some that just play it when they don't got nothing to do, and then we have some hardcore gamers. So, 
since we are coming into the new year, since we are in the new year, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of good games that are getting ready to head down the pipe this year. Um, new metal, the new Metal Gear, uh, Phantom Pain drops this year, uh, Devil May Cry. Halo 5. Uh, Halo 5. How can I forget about Halo? And I got an Xbox. Uh, how how dare you, sir? I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Because I've really been just focusing on the Metal Gear. That's why. That's the game I've been waiting on is the Metal Gear Phantom Pain. Because uh, it's, it's going to be a good one. But what I want you guys to do, give me a game that you played a lot in 2014 and a game that you're waiting on in 2015. Oh, that's simple. Borderlands. That is my what? That is my addiction. That is my that is that is that's everything it can possibly be because it is such an amazing game with such an amazing story. Graphics are outstanding. It's one of one of a kind and the humor in it is just so corny. It's hilarious. I loved it ever since the first Borderlands came out and it's been so true to its nature it's never sidestepped from from what we've grown to love and the pre-sequel came out in October they just brought in some DLC where you can level up your character to level 60 I am in love, I like the fact that you can now use your butt as a weapon it's hilarious you can use your butt to slam down on enemies it is called a butt slam and you're in space, so gravity pulls, and it's hilarious. It is. The characters, storyline, the voiceovers, everything about it. It's a game where where you can play it over and over again, and you cannot get tired. I kid you not, it's the best game out there for the 360, because they do not have it for the 1 or the, or the 4. It's only for PlayStation 3 and the 360, and I kid you not, even if you just play the pre-sequel, you you will automatically get hooked. You will buy the other two and spend your money on the DLC because it's totally worth it. That's my rant. Love it. <laughs> I would I would I would say, and 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 I am not a I am a diehard gamer from my childhood. I am a '80s arcade gamer. Okay, so when we talk about video games, I love to talk about video games. Um. I'm not going to talk to you guys about Madden. I'm not going to talk about Call of Duty. I'm not going to talk about anything mainstream. I'm going to talk about a real-time strategy game, an RTS game um, that's popular in Japan, made by Atlas. Um, And then Atlas kind of transformed the NIS um, for the American wing. The game is called Disgaea. And it is a game that there are currently six versions of. The sixth version just came out on the PlayStation 4. Okay. Um, it is a game that I have I've had every volume of, and in every single volume, I swear to God, I kid you not, I have played over 2,000 hours. There is a new one that's dropped on the PlayStation 4, and even though I'm not getting a PlayStation 4 right now, I don't have one. Because I, ne- I never run in first, because the, the, first, you know, the first wave is always, always has a bunch of issues. So I'm going to wait on it. But Exactly. What? Once I get that game, I am going to do it for another 2,000-plus hours. And I'm telling you, it is an entire lifestyle. It's a thinking man's game. It's turn-based strategy. It's, it's, it's something that you can sit there, and when you accomplish a mission, you feel like you've actually tested your mind. And I love games like that. I love the, the puzzle strategy game. So that's my game. And, 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 and ho- hopefully somebody out there will look, uh, look it up. It's, die. it's an amazing game. But... I do off-grid crazy green game. Well, if you want to talk about Japanese-based games, I've recently, not recently, I'm not going to lie, I think about a year or two ago, I've fallen in love with um, Castlevania Uh and uh, Symphony of the Night. But I'm talking about the side-scrolling games where, you know, it was, like, very pixelated and it was, you know, you just moved left or right or you press the A to jump and your X is your attack button and, you, you know, your hand went up and down. Like, I'm talking about, you know, Atari type of side-scrolling game. And um, 
there, that story is, an, is another great story if you ever they have it for the dashboard on the Xbox. I don't know if they have it for PlayStation. My, I'm not really sure, but Castlevania, it's called um, Harmony of Despair. And you get to play as Dracula or his son, Alucard. You get to play as Shanoa. All these um, very dark people, and they all have different powers and everything. And it's it, it went it all from Konami way back when. It's it's an old-fashioned game. But, it, you know, if you're into, like, nostalgia and you want to go back to those times, that's another great game I, I, I can't stop playing. Um, definitely, it's not expensive. It's definitely worth it. It's an old game, but you'll have fun playing it, and you can play it with up to six people all over the world if you're up to that. So that's another game. Uh, for me personally, so thanks. Um, I would say uh, my favorite game of 2014, definitely without question, NBA 2K15. Because uh, I'm a huge sports fanatic, I um, I love playing um, sports games. So everything from soccer to FIFA, from FIFA soccer to Madden to the uh, 2K. Um, but I'm also a, a hardcore COD lover too. Love Call of Duty, at least in Modern Warfare. Anyway, Black Ops is okay, but I'm more Modern Warfare, or in this case, this year, Advanced Warfare, which was good. Good. It was a very good game. Did real well um, across the board. I've never, I haven't I played events. I haven't played Advanced Warfare. I, I don't know if I, I, I. I'm assuming it's good. I mean, you you're giving it a stamp of approval. But I've, I've never played it. I've I've always played Call of Duty since the first one came out for like the original Xbox, and I've I've played every game. I've never. I have not gotten the chance to play Advanced Warfare. Okay. We well, it seems that we do have we do have a caller and call it in. Uh Rob, you there? Uh gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies. How are you doing tonight? Doing all right, man. What's up with you, Rob? Oh uh, man, you know, I'm just following my usual routine since we're talking about gaming. Um, you know, I've I've taken a break from uh Dragon's Crown, another great Atlas title, as we've heard Atlas Twice in one night. Um, I'm going to hop on my uh, Facebook and get back to uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance, which some people do complain that the game is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit like paper rock scissors, which is fine, turn based. But you got so many Marvel characters and so much lore going on that relate to the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's in cahoots with Disney and Marvel. And it's really big collaboration if you have the patience to play. That's the whole key thing. You gotta have the patience. Oh yeah. I mean that's okay. that can that's it that's the difference between you know, especially when you buy a sixty dollar incomplete next gen game that has all these extra pieces you gotta pay for later on down the road through PlayStation Network or Xbox One or Microsoft Network. Um, you know, if you don't like the initial game, you know, what would entice you to go ahead and get the downloadable packs and the extra characters and the areas and all that stuff? Because if you don't like the initial game, then it's no point in, you know, continuing on. So that's the difference. Patience, to a degree, is the difference between a trade-in and a keeper in the library. And I still got some PS2 keepers Well, my library. While we're here... While we're here talking about downloadable content, I, I want to take a quick second. I want to take a quick second and, and ask the group this question. Um, you buy a game nowadays. The game is probably, what, $60, $65, right? Somewhere around there. Sadly. Yeah, and, 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 and you, know, you, need, you got to get it. It's the first week out. You know, you've seen the previews online. you got to get the game. But they automatically have these, these downloadable packs and maps and extra stages and content, extra characters that back in the day you would just earn by being a secret boss or doing a secret mission. Now you have to pay real in-life money for them. So when you sit and think, and we all have, we've, this has happened to all of us. This conundrum has happened to all of us. We've all sat back and realized, damn, after the maps and the packs and extra characters and extra weapons, we paid over $130 for this game. You know? 
when you total it all yep. up for certain games, think about certain games. We've all done it. And it's kind of like. I, I mean, I'm sorry to, to cut you off, but I feel like the sure. biggest, the biggest, the guilty per the guilty franchise, and this it has to be hands down, Call of Duty. <laughs> it has to be. That, They've been very good I'm at sorry, it for years. they will, they will, you know, bend you over with no lube and just take all your money without a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And some of these kids, mm-hmm. you know, younger, you know, because we're, we're smarter, you know, we'll play the game. If we like the game, we see ourselves playing the game in the future, we're, we're going to invest in it. It all depends on the replay value. If a game has an amazing replay value, then should you be ashamed if you spent money on the DLC? Mm. Shouldn't exactly. Shouldn't, so. shouldn't, but at the same time, it depends on how much the DLC costs. Because like right now, like with Advanced Warfare, you're right. I agree with you on Call of Duty being the one that pretty much gets you. Because they, you know, they they hit you with it. And like the DLC that is now, they got like several different ones. And a lot of them, in fact, can range between twenty uh, up to like fifty bucks. This is this is for downloadable content, which only gives you like just a different uniform and a bunch of new brand new weapons. So, do you really want to pay fifty dollars just for some new weapons and a new outfit? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a sleeper cell and the conundrum that a lot of people don't think about. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't own this game. But I went over to my friend's house, and he's a family guy, and him and his family rock out to the game. Let me tell you, rock band. Every single, every single song, bonus song was like two ninety nine, and there was all these Aerosmith songs and all these great, you know, metal rock songs, Metallica from back in the day. But every single one single song was two ninety nine. I'm like, that's more expensive than if I buy it on iTunes. It, you know, and it, and it had the whole collection. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's, it's definitely tough because I would definitely say from experience because I used to be a, uh, a pretty serious hardcore PC uh, MMO RPG gamer, and it was only for one game. That was World of Warcraft. World Ooh. of Warcraft, I, I feel like they they burst the consoles of Sony and Microsoft into you know this constant revenue of game packages, PlayStation Plus every month, because you had to pay to play World of Warcraft. You had to pay for that. You had to pay for the expansions unless you got into the beta. You had to pay for the 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 um, the, uh, the the extra um, the extra Kung Fu Panda companion if you wanted him to follow you around. He'd be in the biggest town of uh, Orgrimmar, the Orc main city. And in addition to that, if you didn't have time to pay for that stuff or to earn that stuff, they had like this underground black market of farmer's gold in which you paid companies to uh, to farm gold for you, and you paid real money for that in addition to playing the actual game. So, you know, that, that was PC like years ago, like 2005, back when, you know, playing online was no problem for a console game. And now... Look what it's blown up to. And Blizzard, that company in particular, they've monopolized so much of the MMO groundwork. That's probably why console gaming won't let Blizzard get that much into the console monopoly that they have. If we're getting into politics of gaming, you know. Well, <clears throat> I think the new thing that's recently taken taken uh, has been increasing is the season pass. <clears throat> oh like, yeah. Um, yep. Which is a smarter thing now. The season pass is now, you know, you don't have to pay so and so money every time there's DLC. Just pay a one amount of twenty five dollars, and every DLC that comes to us is free. But what happens when a DLC for like uh, a game like uh, DC was it Injustice in DC Universe, where you get a season pass for the first four characters? And then all the season pass expire, and we got another four more characters that's not included in the season pass. <laughs> what happens if they do that? Uh, well, I mean, I mean they, they're, they're going to 
They're going to try to. That did happen. They're going to try to wing us, you know, they're going to try to, you know, bait us in and get us to spend as much money as they possibly can. Because at the end of the day, the simple fact, it is, it's still a business. And it's still a business yeah. about making, about making true. money. You know, so yeah. let's, let's keep that in mind. Uh, moving on uh, to the next topic at hand, movies. Movies. 2014 saw its share of some good movies and it saw its share of some bad movies. And then we have 2015. You know, there's some movies that are definitely we have our hearts set on and ready to see. Um, for anybody that didn't see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I recommend you go see it. You know, go rent it, red box it, uh, download it to your PS4. The Xbox One, and it's a good movie. Um, but the movie that I'm looking forward to the most for 2015 is Avengers Age of Ultron. And, and the room goes quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, actually, after, you know, spending time with you amazing people, I'm actually going to go see The Hobbit. Good stuff. Good so, stuff. I have not seen the hobby yet, but I've heard nothing but good. I've heard nothing but good reviews so so far. I cannot. You know, I gotta admit, I'm so much of a geek that when I as I lay myself down to sleep, when I put on Pandora and I'm on Chinese traditional radio, I wake up in the morning and hear Lord of the Rings soundtrack, and then it'll switch right over into the Hobbit soundtrack, and ironically, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. None of it by me liking it, just by natural. I'm just saying. That's inspiration for me to wake up and play more video games. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm telling you. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, when you, when you talk about the Avengers and, and Age of Ultron, I have never been so excited. And, and, the, and the beauty of this conversation is, he also mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, and it all ties mm-hmm. in. It's all one amazing storyline because in the in the end of the first Avengers, you have Thanos at the end, and then in Guardians of the Galaxy, Thanos is still there collecting, and you know the Avengers Age of Ultron is going to forward that storyline, just like everything Marvel is doing to forward this one, to collide in this one massive storyline. I am on the edge of my seat waiting, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> I have a... I, there's, a there's a 2 minute and 33 second um, um, video. It's it's not... There's an extended one. It's not the regular one. It's extended. I'm going to put it in the Hangout group um, after after this, after this, uh, this conversation. I think that movie is going to set it off. It is going, I, I feel like the Justice League... Right, the Justice League movie, and I'm going to say this, has no chance. The Avengers is going to bury the Justice League movie before the movie is released. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's already a wrap for me. Well, definitely, there's no question about it. The Marvel, they are the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're they're forging their own form of modern day mythology. They're doing a fantastic job at it. They're retelling a story and putting it in threads and weaves that the Morris sisters could not even try to decipher even if they tried. But honestly, um, DC, I, I, can't, I technically can't comment on DC on this show. I would have to reserve that for next time because when you mention Age of Ultron, that's the end of all things, you know, and that's for any comic book fans out there, they know who that's a bash at. And um, Ultron is doing his thing, as we've seen just only in small segments. We even got the son of Magneto, the daughter of Magneto, which were displayed temporarily in uh, Days of the Future Past, but we're going to see them properly used, I feel like. Comes this this second inversion of uh, the Avengers. I, I, I I definitely believe, without question, this particular movie, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, is probably going to be one of the most anticipated movies of this particular year. It's going um, to be the movie that breaks the internet. Huh. 
by chance, have you guys seen the trailer for the Ant-Man? Yes. I've seen a quick clip, only just a short one. I haven't seen Michael Douglas in all his glory yet as uh, Hank Pym yet. Um, but uh, I've seen just that quick elevator scene. It's really short. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I definitely need to check it out. Well, here's a quick side. I don't think many people have noticed. Did you guys know Magneto's kids were husband and the actors that played them were husband and wife in Godzilla? No, I didn't know that. Even though I watched the movie too. <laughs> I was yep. like, wait a minute. That- Military guy, yeah, that's what, uh, that's uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> yep. uh, learn something new every day. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. they were. Uh, took me a moment. They were both husband and wife. Ironically, somehow that links over with the uh, Ultimate Avengers universe in the comic books because apparently, um, even though they're brother and sister, they had some kind of uh, affection for each other, and it goes with. The- Quicksilver, he, uh, Quicksilver, he uh, tried to chase a bullet that he knew was about to kill his sister. The bullet went through his hand, you know, bleeding and all. It was the one bullet he couldn't stop. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, what other movies uh, should our listeners be on the lookout for in this upcoming year? Taken three, easily. Taken three. Oh yeah. Um, when you talk about when you talk about when you talk about the Taken series, uh, the the first the first Taken, hands down ten. I, you know I can go back and forth argue with anyone all day on that. The first Taken, Liam Nielsen, completely completely killing the game. Uh, Taken two was a slower approach. Um, you know, Taken 2, probably, definitely I'd say like either 8.5, maybe 9. But Taken 3 looks like it's about to be off the hook. I believe they said the FBI, CIA, and I'm sure, you know, the other guys, you know, from, from, from back in the old country that he was battling in the past two movies, they're still, from Albania, they're still going to be looking for him. I think Taken 3 is going to be a sleeper cell of one off-the-hook movie. You just can't. And it looks like Liam Nielsen is framed for killing his wife. You know, you, you can't get any better than that. And when he and when you see the preview, if you've seen the preview, when you see the preview, if you, if you go back to the first one, the, the, the Albanian guy on the phone says, good luck, the guy who kidnapped his daughter. In the third movie, Liam Nielsen saying good luck to you know I, I don't know if it's the FBI or whoever's after him, but but it's 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 it looks like it's going to be such an action-packed thriller. I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm gonna say another bittersweet another bittersweet movie that I can't wait to watch is Serious uh, Seven. Um, I I believe it's the last film. For the Fast and the Furious, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know, but um, it, I believe that that's, it's the last film Paul Walker was in before he passed away. And oh, you said you said Serious Seven. Serious Seven, yes. Wow, I haven't heard of that. I thought the last one he did was uh, was it Brick Mansion? But hey, let me check well, this out myself. Oh, good. Yeah, well, that was the last that was one of the last movies that he's ever filmed before he passed away. I, I believe he had like one scene left, if I wasn't mistaken, before oh. he passed before he passed away. That had to be finished in Furious Seven, but they still kept him in it because there was rumors going around that they were going to replace him with his brother or some mm-hmm. nonsense like that. But um, I don't. I guess they did it, and they're keeping him along. And I think. My my only thing that I was skeptical about is how there's seven parts to this movie, but it's not consecutive. Because technically, part seven is actually after part three, which is Tokyo Drift. And, like, part four, five, and six are in between part one and three. And you, are, so you are absolutely right. I thought you said serious with an S, but I forgot. Serious seven, which is, you know, part of the Fast and Furious 
series. Um, yeah, I'll be definitely interested to check that out. Glad to see Jason Statham come along. Can they kill off Vin Diesel? Can they? Can they kill him off? Can they get him out of there? No, you can't, uh, you can't kill. You can't kill Vin Diesel one, because one, Vin one, Diesel. One, one second, fellas. One second. Neil, <laughs> if you can, can you turn your volume down some? Some because it's creating an echo. Oh, how about uh, now? Sounds all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. You, you cannot. Oh, sorry, sorry. You cannot kill off Vin Diesel because what will happen at? The spike of Vin Diesel on the verge of the passion of the Diesel Nation, he will turn into Groot in the Fast and Furious last movie, and he will surround all the other Fast and Furious characters, and he will say, I am Diesel. Oh, God. Jesus he wondered. <laughs> he wondered, did he? Can we explain for the fact that this guy was paid millions Upon millions of dollars to save four movies and to grunt like he was in a cheap form porn film, please. It's amazing. Can someone explain to me how this guy was paid millions of dollars to be in a five dollar porn film and save four words? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I have he never was, seen. He was, uh, he was paid to grunt. He was paid to grunt and to save four words. That's all oh, wow. Well, you know what? Y'all know where that originally came from. Vin Diesel being uh, the Iron Giant. And unfortunately, he does have an unmistakable voice. I don't know about the whole international, you know, porn scene, but obviously the director felt he needed Vin Diesel in order to sell that uh, that, that scene. Um, if I was a director, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I I I was I would I, I would go so far as to say um, they killed Vin Diesel off in the second Triple X and that was a great movie much better than the first one. Wait a and minute. So, Hold so on. let's just go let's, let's just go ahead and get rid of him in Fast and Furious and 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 in um and in uh you know Guardians of the Galaxy yeah it, it could it could be another another group comes up it's Tom Lee Jones or somebody you know they say, well, you know, less, less I'm, I'm, Vin Diesel I'm less, less that Vin Diesel has something against Vin Diesel I'm, I'm less Vin Diesel no, is good for listen, business I I love I love Vin Diesel He's I mean uh, I'm I'm going to put my female you know my female in here he's hot he's an attractive guy. I'm into bald men. He is awesome. I love him. I, I love him. I love them in nope. Riddick. I love them in I in um I loved him in Riddick, okay? That's it. <laughs> I loved him he in did. Riddick. And 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 to uh pick uh pick up off of that, Vin Diesel he does he can act there was actually a news article about it, about a movie that he spent about two years doing. It was called Find Me Guilty, where he played an actual, uh, based on true events, an actual Italian mafia guy. And Vin Diesel, he grew out his hair. He had, like, this, this curly do, you know what I mean? Like, and he had the Italian accent. Um, all these guys got uh, basically arrested. Their drug, tra- drug trafficking and all their money laundering, they were busted. But out of all the mafia people that were on trial, Vin Diesel, his character in that movie called Find Me Guilty, he represented himself. But he, he, do, you know why, do, you know, do you know why nobody, most people haven't heard of that movie? The reason is, <laughs> is, is because he didn't get he killed off hair. halfway through it. That's all that's happening. He grows his hair, he goes into trial, he gets shot by some mafia guys, and the movie's a legend because I'm telling you, less than Diesel is best for business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, you know that, what? That, you know what? That, I'm feeling. Oh, I'm gonna feel some type of way. Let's move on. Great. Let's move on from Vin Diesel. Let's go. Let's go to let's let's talk about another movie. Uh, I would know if it's a remake. The Terminator Genesis is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> did I make? Wait, wait, did I make the situation worse? Do I take it back? You were doing great. Believe me, you were doing great. You did. No. It's, it's just the fact that <laughs> there, there's not much really out there in, in, in the wasteland that Ultron is leaving out there for 2015. 
No, we have. I'm telling you, can we just can someone create a time machine already, please? And let's just move to 2016. See, Arnold, please. he needs to hop. He needs to hop into the hot tub time machine, and maybe he'll get some of his acting skills back. You don't understand. You know they have a hot tub time machine too coming out this year. There is a part well, two I mean, to that film. It will probably be better than Terminator Genesis, which Arnold, from what I hear, is directing. Oh no! You see now, I, I'm done. Can I? Hang? I'm leaving. I'm I'm going. Wait, <laughs> hey, I like Arnold too. <laughs> Listen, he was the governor of California. You saw how that yeah. happened. He was he in was a scandal governor. with the with the with the with the help. And now he's directing a movie that that you know what? I'm no, upset. no. I'll, and I'll if he ever comes it. across this, I'm upset. He upset. Well, me. you know, just let's, like when let's, he let's, was running for let's governor. Stay, let's stay within reason. Let's stay within reason. Okay. At the end of the day, to turn right, back, you know, let, let's let's be real. You know, the Terminators we're talking about. This is basically Arnold Schwarzenegger attempt to research the Terminator series. That's pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, after T2 was gone, in my opinion. So, I mean, I mean, I saw the trailer to Genesis. The trailer looked good, but I hope it's not one of those trailers where it summed up all the best parts of one movie and gave it to you. Because what? that's that's what happens with some of these films. They give you all the best parts of the film in the trailer. So when you see the movie, you're kind of like... Yeah, oh. left out. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. Okay, so did and anybody did anybody check out or hear the news about Scarlett Johansson to star in DreamWorks uh, making of Ghost in the Shell? I yes. just read about that today. Yes, that is so, a opening night movie that I will go see, regardless of wherever I'm at. I'm going to go see an opening night, just like I saw Lucy. Um, the transition, the transition over for an an actress as, as as talented as Scarlett Johansson, which you know all the work she's already previously done, she would make the best um, the actress for a crossover and something like Ghost in the Shell. Um, I I would hope that would expand to the anime universe to her being something like a midnight, um, something something you know like. Um, <laughs> like 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 a, one of the girls from Bubblegum Crisis, uh, one of the girls maybe from Sailor Moon, maybe you know one of the girls from any other powerful anime. I would like to see Scarlett Johansson take this anime role and, and and dig deeper into the anime universe because the one thing that America needs, as far as American cinema, it needs more anime influence. Um, anime mm-hmm. movies are top notch and amazing. Let me get this right. So you're saying we need to see Scarlett Johansson in the next Dragon Ball Z movie as eighteen. Ooh, she could she could play eighteen, right? Done, done. Oh, good God. point. I, I was going to make it a sour joke, but actually, uh, that works out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is eighteen. Thanks for coming. Thank you, everybody, yeah. for coming here. <laughs> All righty, um, so. I mean, I definitely feel like Scarlett Johansson learned a lot from the Marvel Universe, which she's played in, and then her moving on to Lucy and, and playing that role pretty well. So I feel like she would be prepared I, and I, and for I thought Lucy was actually a pretty good movie. For the bad reviews yeah. that it got, yeah. it, was pretty, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it for the most part. I really did. Mm, no, they could have yeah, kept really. Lucy. They could have kept Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I, I, I like I like I like what Lucy wanted to do, but my problem with Lucy was um, they should have slowed down the the advantage she gained from you know using the higher percentage of her brain. You know, it, 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 after a while, it would jump like twenty five percent. I'm like, well, what happened in between here and there? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it jumped to a hundred percent way too fast for me. It was yeah, it was I, too short. It was too much to explain in in such a short amount of time. That movie was yeah. about an hour and a half, and it easily could have been at least two hours. And I, I believe yeah. if they did give it that thirty more, the thirty more minutes to be more creative, it would have been a better film. But I definitely understand because they went from like 
she started from like one percent and then went to two, three, and then she was at five, ten. Okay, I can understand that. And then she went from twenty five to like fifty five, and you're just like, okay, where, where, what happened to all of that? How did she jump from twenty five to fifty five? How did these powers accumulate? And why does the brain control this side? It just it was never fully explained. So you kind of was just left in the air as to what happens, you know. It's it's tough with that because that kind of movie, um, especially with Jean-Luc Passant uh, directing it, of course, the director of Fifth Element, um, focusing in on one character as opposed to having so many other characters to contribute to the main story, it is it, it's time-consuming, and especially for the amount of special effects he put into Lucy. You know, he, put, he definitely put a lot of modern-day stuff, but, you know, it might have been due to budgeting. I can't make excuses for him, but... You guys are both right, you know. Um, the the rush part, it did make it kind of tough to enjoy it because it go from past past to present and future, and then you get a universal thumb drive and problem solved. It's kind of tough to comprehend. Yeah, how, yeah, how, does, how does she, do, how, first of all, how does she dissolve and disintegrate into a USB? Can someone explain this to me? <laughs> yeah. A whole human um, being who can move at least 99.9% of her brain, turns into a USB. How? Uh, that's, 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 that's I am going to dip in on this one because I actually can't explain that bullshit <laughs> even though I didn't like it. <laughs> it's easy. I got an explanation. It's called, it's called after cells a certain and, and point atoms of, and all that. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, at, after you're a certain right. point, you become omnipresent. That means you're everywhere but nowhere at the same time. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's so... You learn like you learn something new every day. It sounded so sophisticated. I like that answer. No, that was awesome. I'm just saying that he explained it. He summed it up. And summed it up beautifully. He did. Summed it up so beautifully. That was just bravo. I loved it. We're moving right along. We have about like we have you know at least about 13 minutes left in the show. I'm gonna take a brief second to. just inform our listeners, you know, if you if by chance, if in fact you want to follow along with the show and, you know, you want to, you know, keep up with what we're going to be talking about in upcoming shows of The Hangout, uh, look us up on Facebook at TSOTS Presents The Hangout. Um, you can even check out our other group, which is TSOTS Collective Insights. And, you know, just keep up with us. You can Google us. You can find us. We are literally, as in the words of poetry, everywhere. And we have a caller. Hi, caller. Uh, Please give us your name. Andy. Oh, Lord. Everyone, this is this is this is my best friend, uh, Angela Scott. I can only imagine what she's going to say. I just wanted to say, that. I, I just wanted to say good job, kudos, number one. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, just to make sure we want we want to make sure we give the people a great product. And uh, keep them interested and keep them, you know, calling back for future shows. Number two, Arnold Schwarzenegger is expendable. That's just it. <laughs> he is expendable. And you know what? He should have been expendable and just stopped at expendable two or three. It's three now, right? Other. So the Expendables is fun. 
No. Yes, he is. And yes, leave Vin Diesel alone. He's transparent. He can go anywhere, <laughs> sit anywhere, do anything. He is You're transparent. Right. I, mean, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would love to say um, uh, two things here. Um, I, you're right, Van Diesel is transparent. He's very transparent in his movies where I don't see a good actor. But, you know, it, 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 he's there. Um, my second opinion, my second opinion is that in Expendables, if you, if you put together, you put together a bunch of over-the-top guys, guns, explosions, action, it's the good guys against the terrorists, it's a, you know, the secret covert ops against the, the bad guys. I think it's a good, complete package. It's everybody's favorite. I think the Expendables uh, series or it is a win. You can't look for anything deep in it. You look for action. You look for laughs. You look for big guns, explosions, cigars, helicopters, things going boom. You know, and that's what we all love as far as, you know, t- take it back to Rambo, Predator, all those big budget, you know, Hollywood explosive movies. Um, that's what the Expendables is, and that is a dying breed in the movie series that is Hollywood. We're losing those big blockbuster buff guys with their guns in the jungle and their knives, and I am not gay, okay? But I'm just saying, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, what, 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 that's what we're missing in, in this new genre or generation of, of movie making, you know? So it, it's good to see, you know, the expendable guys get in. It, it, it's, no, it's good I, to see them on the screen. I think they let you know that even though you have arthritis, you can still. <laughs> run and jump and make a go at it. You know how long it took him to get to that plane? I was like looking at the clock. I said, it's going to. <laughs> There's a bomb in there, people. <laughs> and it has a timer on it. Doesn't matter how long it took for them to make the actual movie because these people say I want to make sure no one broke any hit. Right, those people are old. See, you know, and I'm just you're saying. Absolutely, you're absolutely right because there was actually a backstage controversy between um Bruce Willis and Stallone. Stallone wanted Bruce Willis to do a specific action theme, no stunt double. And Bruce is like, hey, I'm freaking 70 years old. I'm not doing that shit. And freaking Stallone called him a punk for not being able to, not wanting to do it. And um, that's where they had that fallout. That's why there's no Bruce Willis in Expendables 3. That's wow. wild. Yeah. I don't mm-mm. Are they just too old? I watched the first one. My son is a fan of all of them. I couldn't do it after the first one. I was like, oh, no. It was just so (laughs) sad. I was like, been gay for everybody. Been gay for everybody. (laughs) Like, goodness. Yeah, it was painful. It's it's a lot, especially doing your own stunts. That's why you don't see Jackie Chan out there now. He's, He's in his 70s. You don't see Jackie Chan out there doing like major yeah, martial art movies but, with his but, own but, stunt stuff anymore. When it, when it comes to Jackie Chan, though, Jackie Chan has been doing his own stunts for a long, long, yeah. long time. Yeah. I'm just so, saying, give him a cape and put him on the chitlin circuit, okay? I'm in the chitlin circuit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right, so we have we we have we just have a few minutes left of the show, um, and I want to touch on the upcoming phones in the new year. You know, you got the, we're going to have the the Galaxy S six soon. Of course, you know the iPhone seven. All this good stuff. Uh, me being well, iPhone a, doesn't go seven; it goes six S. Remember that. Oh, six S. Oh, sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Our wonderful producer. Uh, <laughs> uh, me being a proud owner of the S of the Galaxy S five, I'm looking forward to the S six. Um, I've done my I've done a little research on it. It's supposed to have a better camera, uh, slightly faster processor um, than the S five and the Galaxy Note four. Uh, but you know, we will see. We will see. Um, what kind of what what phones do everybody have um, as of currently? 
I got my second class S with Captain America shield on it, um, and I will be picking up the six S when it comes up. Well, I have the Note Three, and um, I cannot wait for uh, to get the Note Four Edge, which just came out. So that's what I'm excited about. Oh, you're good. I'm like iPhone what? As I sit here with my face up against my 128-gig um, iPhone 6, I can tell you I am in absolute paradise. I am an iPhone guy till the day that I die. And we can do a whole show on this conversation. <laughs> Indeed, we could, sir. Just in case anybody wanted to know, I have a... G G three, um, Lucy is iPhone gang all day every day. Uh, hey. <laughs> and quite frankly, I'm I don't care about none of y'all for LG rocks, I love all and that's guys. my. I love. Because the producer said, "Yo, here you go. Here you go. You know what? I, I love I love all you guys. I really do. I love I love you guys. I would cherish you guys. I've had an iPhone since the first came out." You know, with the silver in the back and the bulkiness and the roundness and the weird. I've had it. I've owned it all the way up to the 4S. I've gotten to the point that if the phone gets any longer, no pun intended, I can use it as a Kindle stick and that was enough for that. <laughs> so. I hear Kindle sticks work pretty good in wrestling matches. Yeah, well, they that's that. Me. You know, I I I switched. I went to the Note Two. Now I have the Note Three. I am going to get the Note Four Edge, which I've heard so many good reviews about. I am going to get the watch. I'm going to nerd myself out when taxes come. How many of you guys are going to spoil themselves and just get your tax checks? Just you know, just saying. That is my no. Is my tax stuff? I can't do that. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I am not. I am not going by chance. No, no. No. When I when yeah. I think about it, as I look to my iPad Air three or two, oh. and um, you know I, I think about my iPhone five S in which I can draw panel for panel my entire comic book because I'm a digital artist, and I have a comic book app in which I can put those pictures into. I feel like technologically wise, I'm pretty complete unless somebody comes out with some stark technology and have holographically wise that. Might impress me. I don't see that happening, so I'm good. Tax season will be saved. Yeah, my money is going going straight to the bank. My money is going straight to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, the only thing the only thing I'm getting is well, with my tax, the only thing I'm actually getting is the watch because you know you get your upgrades and you only end up paying like ten dollars for your phone for the four. But that's the only thing I'm really excited about. Is the watch okay? Because well, it's we got more better. We got exactly. We got two minutes left in the show, so I'm, I'm going to do a brief, give a brief listing of our lineup that we have for our listeners. Um, again, thank you to all our listeners for calling. But uh, check us out again. T S O T S Productions presents. You can find us on your BlackBerry. The App Store for all you Apple lovers and users, and Google Play for all you Android users. Uh, here's our lineup for Monday. Of course, is the Hangout um, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your host, yours truly, me, Eddie Parker, JT, and the lovely The Extreme Angel. Tuesday, we had DMVF Unleashed at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time with your host. Black DOP, B-more, and and and, and oh, dear God. funny man himself, Mike Brown. <laughs> Wednesday we have the Skybox at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, with your host Chills and Almond Joy. Thursday we have the Mike Check at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, with your host uh, Chills. Champ and Almond Joy, check that out. Got to keep you updated on all the good stuff, all the you know music, underground as well as mainstream. Be sure to check that out. And then last but not least, of course, 
his and hers Friday, moving to a new time at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, with the lovely hosts, of course, and stuff like our very own producers and the man behind it all, Poetry, uh, his lovely wife, Dolce Diva, uh, Free, myself, and Almond Joy, where we hit you on everything and stuff like that involves relationships. We pretty much call it relationship one-on-one. Um, again, we thank you for all our listeners for listening. We thank you for Rob calling in, Angie calling in, uh, showing, Thanks, showing some love. Uh, to my friend Joy that's listening and appreciate you. Thank you for the support. And, again, we will see you all next Monday at this time. So then, deuces. Okay. Okay.